Welcome, Nitty Gritty family. Here we are. We're back. New episode with Brooke Elison, the female foodie. And it's oh. not Eliason, Cam. It looks like Eliason. It's Elison. I know because her grandpa or her husband's grandpa did heritage tours. Anyone that went to American Fork knows who that is. So that's how I know how to say the I was name. Say I've never heard of Heritage Tours, <laughs> <laughs> but I didn't go to American Fork either. There you go. But yeah, we learned all things about how she got started from West Yellowstone to how she's built her foodie empire. Yeah, how random is the West Yellowstone thing? West Yellowstone, Montana. Yeah. No, this was cool because she's probably one of the first like food accounts to post something about us yeah you know bam bam's like i don't know it must have been probably six six years ago maybe seven and she i remember she only had i think a few hundred followers at the time so it's really cool to see how she's grown and i it's so hard to keep track of everybody's instagram that you follow obviously and so i it's funny like as soon as i heard female food i'm like oh my gosh i gotta check out her instagram i don't think i've seen it forever and holy crap don't I was hungry it. within I was four say, seconds. Don't look at it when you're hungry because, wow. <laughs> I mean, she has awesome photos. And I really dig, like, being a restaurant guy, like, her. you'll hear about it in the episode, but she talks about how she won't accept free meals anymore because she wants to be unbiased. But like, That's really cool. She even talked about she doesn't want, like, help with the reservation because she wants to experience, like, the whole process to be able to give, like... A genuine authentic review and that's a big deal because so many people that do this they'll reach out to us to say we're coming in at this time we'd love to try this 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 and this you know kind of expecting a free meal and it is true like if i hook you up and you don't write a good review i'd be pissed yeah but there's reviews are so it's such a tough thing right now because there's they are subjective, but there's a lot of you never really know negative where they're reviews from. and pay to play type reviews. Yeah. So man, if you got a good review from Brooke, you know you're you earned it, and I think that's cool. Not to mention, people don't realize when they go on Yelp and Google and everything else, like they don't realize how skewed those are. Yeah. Like a lot of restaurants have great reviews. Because they pay to be a member of Yelp. Yeah. And they filter out reviews for them. And so, I don't know. I think it's really cool what she's doing. Well, she's got her, her network of foodies all over the nation now. And she's continuing to grow it. So, you can go to most major cities, I would say. Except Chicago. Crazy. I know. That's the one food. Foods. Well, I know she does have somebody there, but she hasn't really been there to eat. She needs to go get some Giordano's. For sure. Oh, man, I love that. Place. Now I'm more hungry. Well, <laughs> listen to this one after eating a meal. That's true. It's like, don't go to the grocery store hungry. Yeah. Right? Listen to this one after you've eaten. But this is one of those classic stories that just started with kind of a passion. She loved eating out started and talking about it. And it's just evolved into this awesome business. And so it's a really great story. Yep. So check it out. All right, welcome to the Nitty Gritty. We're so excited. We got a fun guest here today. Taking I, us a while to get going. We ha- well, it's because we just had a good warm up, you know, talking about family and whatnot and <laughs> friends, all sorts of stuff. 
we can already tell it's going to be a fun episode because it's just comfortable. It's like we've all known each other forever. I have known Brooke Aliason for, I'm just kidding. That's the initial, <laughs> that's the initial pronunciation. That's the OG like way to See, say it. See, that's what I'm saying. That's you can call me Eliasson. I, I think it's Elison. Elison, I know. I just wanted to use what we all think when we read it, right? Hey, Eliasson, fe- I You're like a female that. foodie. That's your, yeah. that's your name. That's my real name. See, so we met. Man, it was, had to be, I think it was just after the first year of the restaurant. I mean, you only had like 500 followers maybe when we first yeah, small connected on Instagram beans. and you came in to eat. And so, man, you're killing it. It's Thanks. awesome. So female foodie. Female foodie. My good friend, Brooke. And I feel bad because I didn't invite her. <laughs> Andrew. So, and But it just meant that it was meant to be. That's right. That you guys connected, Andrew and her connected, and just she's in here. Fun. So this will be a fun one because I get to talk about the world I'm in food for once, right? None of these really hard-hitting social issues this week. <laughs> no. I don't have butterflies for this one, so that's kind of a nice welcome break. We do break. have Rice Krispie treats that I can't oh, wait to eat after. Yeah, as soon as you hear foil crinkling in the background, you know <laughs> what we're doing. So, or if you, hear, if you don't hear my voice for a minute, I'm not in the bathroom. I've backed off the mic and I'm eating Rice Krispie treats. So, welcome. Thanks for coming. Yeah, thanks for having me. Love the show. Super flattered Thank to be you. here. Yeah. Very, very cool. So, female foodie, where did that come from? It's been what, six, seven years that you've been going? So, I technically started my blog in 2010. So, oh, wow. Like this month, it's been 10 years. Wow. Um, but it was pretty slow moving at first. Like the first four or five years were very casual. It was kind of. I don't know if you or your wives ever had one of those, uh, here's what we did this weekend oh, type blogs. Everybody had. What, yeah. what were the those called? Blogspot.com. Yeah. The blogger blogs. Yeah. yeah. So that's what this was, but it was like a food journal and it was actually called My Eats, My Thoughts. And as I was just like putting the URL in, Female Foodie came to me in a split second. Such and a really, good name. Like, yeah. And it's, it's stuck. I like it. I've got... Um, Way better than... What was the other one? Yeah, my eats, my thoughts. Terrible. Yeah, my eats. I've been my made thoughts. fun of for that one a lot. Female foodies wave. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, that's that's how the name came about. Um, now, where are you from? I'm from Bountiful, Utah. Okay, just up the road. Very exotic. Yeah, super exotic. <laughs> I mean, the food thing. Just always loved like recipes, trying food. Always. Always. So I've got. Um, I come from a content creator family. My mom blogs, my sister blogs, but my mom's always, even before she started her website in 2008. So your mom is a content creator. She, yeah. And she's always been super into food and we, does she, does she do like food content? Yeah. So she has a, a website called aboundfulkitchen.com. Oh, and that's, uh, your mom? that's my mom. We don't really look like she's kind of, I totally didn't know that. Darker very, complexion like Cam. Excuse yeah. me. thank you so um but anyway like it's not like we ate out all the time growing up but she a lot of what we did was focused around food and we went to uh a lot of ute games growing up i know you guys are big ute fans (laughs) and we you know that's when we would like go get food or on vacation so we were very like focused on always eating great food so that was the influence for sure and then once i started school I just, all of my spare money was going to like trying new restaurants. Okay. So, so like, did you see your mom start doing that and you're like, oh, that sounds like fun. I want to do my own version of it or. 
Yeah, so she um, got me a lot. She really got me into food photography because she had like the DSLR camera oh, and okay. she showed me how to get great pictures of food with natural light. And so I kind of just got into food photography. And See, just, my mom just got me into like eating food. Eating food. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, everyone likes to eat. So, jeez, I got to stop I hate looking going at it. Instagram. I always forget. It's so I'm so hungry. <laughs> that's a, that's a compliment, though. It, it, no, you have awesome content and you know what's funny you know how hard it is to see everybody's stuff like you have to you the really algorithms. do have to turn up yeah, yeah like i'm so mad like i feel like i've been a bad follower it's fine but you have such good stuff and i was just looking at a picture of my new favorite find what sweet lake biscuits oh my word holy crap i would buy that mint uh, I don't even know what that is. The mint, mint limeade? limeade by the gallon. You don't even know what that is. No, I found it on DoorDash. It just popped up under. So I'm in Highland. Okay. And breakfast the other day. It was Ashley's birthday. She was 24 hour pass. Right. I was babysitting the kids. Yes, babysitting my own kids. It's not babysitting. You can shut the up, kids. You're everyone. Smoked for that. Okay, crap. <laughs> yeah. It's just a word. Anyway. But it popped up, and I love biscuits. But then I saw the mint limeade, and I'm like, I got to try it. And you know when something shows up to your house 30 minutes later, and it's kind of cold, but yeah. it's still good? Then you know it's really <sighs> good. Did you Dude, get the Haas? I got the Haas okay. and mint limeade. Let's paint a picture for you, Andrew. Unbelievable. Yeah. Homemade biscuits, fried chicken, cheese, homemade sausage, gravy. Today. Gosh dang it. A little oh, bit man. of green onion. What else is on there? So good. I, bacon. I don't even know. Great bacon, but the biscuit was kind of heavier. Place? It's uh, 123rd South. Yeah, Draper. so they have two locations. Okay. Draper's their newest right. one, and then they have one in Salt Lake, too. So. But this mint limeade, like there's oh. a bunch of fresh mint in it. I mean, straight up leaves. But holy crap, there's turbinado sugar in the bottom, so like the last few sips are... That's how Ooh. they started. They started at the farmer's market in Salt Lake. Really? Just doing limeades and then... It just kind of really it kind of reminded me of Hash House to Go Go, which is my favorite best breakfast of all time in Vegas. But this is a million times better. Because well, oh, Hash House has kind of gone down. Hold on. Oh, those are fighting words. Hold on. Like, when's the last time you went there? Like four months ago. Which Maybe one? Six months which ago. Which one? The one out on the the real the one. The Imperial Palace one. Yeah. Okay. I went to the one in St. George. Oh yeah. In like no. December. Franchise is disappointed. Yeah. That it was not surprise good. Me. Even the one in the casino isn't, isn't as, as good, good as the one out there on the... Or the, Are you talking about like the Flamingo Road one? No, it's out towards like Sutherland. Oh, okay, okay. Which I think is their... The OG spot. Right. But anyway. But okay. Well, we totally maybe it's quantity. <laughs> no, she's female foodie. We're talking about food. <laughs> We're talking food. food. Fried chicken, waffles. I agree. This is great. So yeah, it was awesome. But either way, it was incredible. You need to go there for, for brunch or... See, the, and I need oh, I to eat breakfast. it there because that is the type of food. You know, when you're talking biscuits and fried chicken, you want that stuff fresh. Yeah. And I had I had breakfast DoorDash, so that was kind of cold. And then I ordered it to go like three days later because I was driving through, but I didn't eat it for like 15 minutes. So I need to go there one of these days and sit down. So very but you ordered stuff. the right thing. You got the best thing. Oh, yeah. And I don't... Do, once I find something I like, I don't... You don't deviate? Nope. I don't so what do you care. eat in your own restaurant? So, I mean, I'm always going to eat brisket. So pretty much brisket and jalapeno cheddar sausage. That's my, those are my go-tos. No sides? Well, 
Yeah, I'm not a vegetarian. <laughs> Just kidding. But I like potato salad, mac and cheese. I okay. kind of alternate between those. Here's two. the trick, though, that I've recently found. You pour the nacho cheese on the brisket. Oh, a lot of people do that. Oh Beef my and gosh. cheddar. It oh. is so good. You want to know else? A lot, a lot of people like putting the mac and cheese cheese on the brisket too. Uh, okay. Or they swap the nacho cheese on swachos and they use mac and cheese cheese. Okay. But like, Actually, how does I shouldn't the pitmaster feel about that? That's kind of sacrilege. You know it's like slathering barbecue sauce. So are drive-throughs, and you know, I gotta, I gotta, <laughs> I gotta be able to take my family on vacation. So. Okay. Fair enough. And that's the thing. Anymore, it's just it's all about the food. I'm getting over that whole like or gold chair. The other way, the pickle jalapeno sauce combination with the brisket. Ooh, that's oh, really so good too. if 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 I could tell anybody to come here and pick one thing for them, I've actually meant to put this sandwich on the menu and just call it the Bam Bam, but it's fatty brisket. So okay. pepper jack cheese on the bottom. Okay. Fatty brisket, right? Sweet sauce. And then I cut up the jalapeno cheddar sausage on top. It's a big old sandwich. It is so good. Oh, my gosh. My husband would love that. It's so good. So, yeah, next time you're here, try that. Okay. It's amazing. But, but yeah, enough about me <laughs> <laughs> and Bam Bams, Brooke, which you have helped become Bam Bams because you were really one of the first, you know, food blogger is not the right name, but you know, foodie Called people on Instagram to, to show yeah. us some love. Influencer. Dang it. Yeah, that's the right word. Well, so, I mean, yeah. when the food is good, it's pretty easy to talk about it. So. Oh, I like this episode. Yeah. So when you started, were you just reviewing places that you liked or what were you, do you put posting recipes or like what kind of stuff were you doing when you started? Yeah. So I actually started in West Yellowstone. Have you guys been up there in Montana before, but right by Yellowstone national park? I've been to Montana, but believe it or not, I've never been to Yellowstone. Oh my driven God. I have family in star Valley. And I still it's so close. There. I've only driven through it once. Man. So I used to work there like when I was in school in the summer, I would wait tables and wow, um, there. I had a good friend from high school named Melissa that just was like, oh, hey, I made a bunch of money doing this. You should come with me. It was so fun. Hmm. It is one of my favorite places on the earth, but it's it's a tiny touristy town. So you've got like a thousand people that live there year round and like 30 restaurants, way like very disproportionate restaurant to Park City. Exactly. Well, because they have all these tourists that right. come through. So I made this goal, like I'm going to try all of them and document it on my okay. blog spot blog okay so my eats my thoughts my eats my thoughts oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, female foodie so so then we would um we me i would just try places and do a super simple write-up and for the first literally four years it was just like no it was just a journal so were you kind of like a food snob like you didn't like to eat certain things. I've always been that way. There are just certain <laughs> things I won't eat. Not genres. Like I'll eat any cuisine, cuisine, any type of food. But like, I'd rather be hungry than eat at Wendy's. <laughs> or like, <laughs> there's just certain things where my Not Popeyes, right? Oh, I'm sorry. Oh, come on, I'm it's like, an institution. I think it's an institution. I think I could probably eat some Popeyes. I love Popeyes. But like. My whole motto is life's too short to eat bad food. Okay. So it doesn't matter if it's from like a Michelin star restaurant or a taco stand. You've eaten at a Michelin star restaurant? I've eaten at a one Michelin star restaurant. Still, that's a big it deal. Was, Especially if it was in it was America. Fun. It was in Italy. Oh, well, okay. Yeah. Okay. Dang. 
What but, does that mean for us people who don't understand? I thought it was I mean, like that's Michelin like tires. the highest. I think there's a line in Chef. Is that what? It, no, 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 not Chef. Uh, burnt something. It's uh, Bradley Cooper. Remember that Chef movie? I didn't it's see it. So good. I didn't. I haven't seen it. it anyway, it talks about he kind of moves into this sous chef's house, who's kind of a newbie, and he's a three Michelin star chef, and he was just like. What's one, the highest? Three. three. Okay. He's like one star is so hard to get. It's like amazing. Luke Skywalker. Two star, stars like Darth Vader. Three star. You're Yoda. Yeah. So I mean, I don't understand because I've never seen a it's Star a Wars. Real, it's a what? Wait, what? Oh We've talked about this. That's right. Yeah. You, uh, dude. That's okay. A I'll break it down for you. <laughs> a one star is like. It's like how many of those are in the U.S.? Not a lot. Not a lot. Like really, for sure, less than. 50 wouldn't you say yeah really it's kind of interesting it's gold chair though it's a pompous thing for sure and yeah it's not they're not going to give a star to to a, a barbecue right. restaurant it's more you Got know a couple james beard awards now though yeah no i like the james good. beard awards well, that's kind of our our version right yeah the american version of it but michelin star is pretty swanky and snobby okay. but fun for once every few years for sure so well okay. and if you can say you're michelin star like restaurant or chef it's a big deal yeah you're not so. gonna ever go out of business even during right. covid even during even COVID. during covid <laughs> very true usually you can't just like walk into a michelin star. like you're okay you gotta get some reservations i would imagine yeah so when you started doing all the different restaurants in west yellowstone i mean did you start it with the intention of turning it into a business or is it more of a this could be a fun thing to do while i'm working here for a summer yeah zero intention of business just for fun how um how old was i yeah Tw- 20 okay just turned 30 so, yeah. this year 30 um, you're only yeah. 30 lucky <laughs> lucky how 40, old are you 41 oh 40 great uh, not 40's really young. have you felt knees and lower backs <laughs> at 40 brooke I mean, I've, I'm not there yet, but I'll yeah. let you know. You talk to me in t- when I'm 50. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, it, there was zero intention of business or social media or anything, but okay. it's a passion I've always had. And so, um, what really changed things was getting on social media. And that was in about 2014. And even with like a really small following, it was really cool to see like the community and, you know, because I'm from Salt Lake and I was living in Salt Lake at the time, people were um, really stoked about sharing places like Bam Bam's local places with good right. food. And then people would tell me about awesome spots. And yeah. so it was like this, this is, there's something to this. Yeah. Well, and you kind of got ahead of the, we'll call it the food revolution in Utah. Yeah. Like, the Instagram. I mean, well, no, crazy. just, and even just more of these like mom and pop shops, like, like Bam Bam's, yep. right? Like. Because, I mean, even just eight to ten years ago, it was your favorite restaurant was like Chili's or Outback or Olive Garden, like which we still struggle with in Utah too much. Like if, whenever I drive by a freaking Texas Roadhouse or an Outback Steakhouse on a Friday night and I see the amount of people that are waiting to it's get insane. a seat, I just want to like pull over with a bullhorn. <laughs> And just say, pull your heads out of oh, your... No. Just You're so snooty. Gosh. It's not snooty. It's just there's a lot of people working their butt off and they're making way better food. I agree. You know, and maybe it's a, maybe a part of it is just because I know how their food's being prepared. Not that there's anything like wrong or unsafe. It's just, I mean, there's nobody in there cooking food. But you know it's how It's all it pretty much done for you, right? And it's just, yeah, there's just nothing fresh or... 
I mean, I do like a Bloomin' Onion, but but yeah, there's just so many good restaurants now, right? So many good. Like I Utah mean, really is catching up. Even just like in Utah County, 20 right. years ago compared to now, so much. So. Right. So like from 2010 to 14, before the social word, like word, world, whatever I'm trying to say, how often were you posting and doing reviews and stuff? I mean, was it something you did pretty like consistently? Once a month, once oh, okay. a month, once a couple times a month. Um, but yeah, the, the inst- Instagram is really what like kickstarted it. And then it was fun. It was kind of a game like, oh, yeah. growing followers, sharing, trying all these places. Right. And then 2015, I tried to get strategic. I kind of dialed into like analytics. And then in like 2016, I brought on contributors. And then um, I was, I started doing guides, which is pretty much what we do now. We don't right. do a lot of individual do a lot of, like, top tens. Yeah. You were so consistent before covid yeah no no no. i mean like back in the day like when you were really getting going yeah like i really could tell that this was a serious thing for you because it was just churning out lots of content yeah so i don't know for me it's really fun it's my passion i love eating out i don't really tire of it do you cook ever yeah all the time i mean i would imagine i i don't know many people that are really into food and don't also cook i'll bet you're a really good cook I mean, because you do have a very snooty <laughs> expectation, snooty. right? <laughs> so, like, would you rather cook a meal or go out to eat? I'd prefer to go out, but I think we've all been there when we're, we've been like on the road for a week and we're like, I just want to eat something totally simple. True. Yeah, yep. right. So, and I've done. I've actually started a segment since the whole coronavirus. It's I've been doing a restaurant inspired recipe series. Oh, that's cool. We don't have a brisket recipe on. Well, there, let's go. So. Should have come we to my like, class last week, dang it. I, I had to have. teach three of them because they would only let me have 15 people per class. It's <sighs> bull crap. Wow. What is so, uh, but backing up, what is simple? Like, what is simple to you? Like, you just want to go home and eat a simple meal after, you know, I'd, I'd be very, I'd be very interested to simple. hear what our version of simple is very different. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> like a crepe and no, not just something kidding. just like a good homemade sandwich or right. something that I just like because you do when you eat out a lot, you feel like there's a lot of fat, there's a lot of right. it gets heavy for it gets sure. heavy. So, just something I don't know, just lighter, yeah, like homemade, homemade, right? Bowl of cereal sometimes does the soul Ooh. good. What's your favorite cereal? Honey Bunches of Oats. Interesting. Really? It gets soggy uh, so I got fast. So hard. I totally judged you. <laughs> they need their to eyebrows make... went up like, whoa. It's a great cereal. It just gets soggy too fast. They need to thicken the flake a little bit. Thicken the flake. What yeah. are your favorite cereals? Cinnamon Toast Crunch, obviously. It's the greatest the cereal. The new ever s'mores. Made. Oh my gosh, oh. it's so good. You know, Oreo cereal is good too. I tried that. Too sweet. <laughs> no, you know, it's funny you say that because I am noticing like. Five years ago, I could drink a Big Red every day. Like, I'm struggling to get through it. I love Big Red, but I really am getting to the point where things are too sweet. I like sugar, though. Don't get me wrong. I can, like, eat a lot of sugar in cereal. Sugar is okay, but we're talking, like, high fructose corn syrup, like, (laughs) hyper sweet stuff, which is what everything is. And it does. It gets old. Yeah. But I'm still fat. I don't get it. I'm not eating nearly as much sugar. Maybe it's the not exercising thing. So when you started kind of taking it more serious at that point, like when did you know, okay, this is going to be a business? I think probably 2015, 2016. It's when I married my husband and he's just way, he has a degree in business and he works for, 
I call it a startup, but it's not a startup anymore because he's been with them for like Microsoft. five years. <laughs> not yeah, <laughs> Facebook. No, um, he works with a, a tech business out of the Bay Area, and so he does operations for them. But um, he has the entrepreneurial mindset, and so he gave me a lot of ideas. I'm kind of the more here's the content I want to create. And he's like, well, let's, how do we scale this? And how do we, that's a good, you marriage. know, it's a great marriage. Right? Yeah. I mean, but, cause it is always interesting to be passionate about something. It is really hard to balance kind of like what you were saying earlier about the whole, you know, sacrilegious or what I don't know. Oh, yeah. what you use. just like, what you can't put Mac and cheese, cheese on the brisket. Oh, that's, <laughs> but I mean, yeah, it is, when you're really passionate about something, it really can get in the way of being able to make a living off of it, right? For sure. Because yeah. sometimes you feel like you have to hold a certain standard or be a certain way, but... You need the two. Totally right. Have you read the E-Myth? Have you guys read the E-Myth? Yeah. Your business owners? They talk about how there's like a few different roles, right? You yep. have to have. There's like... What is it that I mean? This is so boring. People don't want to listen to this. But the we point are a is, business inspired <laughs> podcast, bro. Okay, you okay, okay. Wrong. It's the technician, right? Yep. The mechanic mm -hmm. and the entrepreneur. So it just it's for me. It was a good way to see like there are different parts of a business that are crucial. You need all of them, but one person probably can't do all of them. No, and so it's really hard to do them all, yeah. for sure. So he's brought in a lot of innovation and just ideas of like, how can we take something you love and turn it into a business? And that's what we've been able to do. You know, it's 2020 now and I stopped. I'm actually a certified speech language pathologist. Really? I like stuttered over that. Yeah, but <laughs> <laughs> did not say that very I well. I didn't even notice that. <laughs> Um, we can redo it if you want. No, it's it's okay. I'll own it. I'll just... But, you know, when my son was born two years ago, like, I haven't gone back to work since, which is, you know, I'm, I you love... You were working in that field then? Yeah, I was working in a hospital okay. in Texas. We were in Texas. So you were doing that and then just doing the female foodie when you had extra time? Yeah, exactly. But it's still work. Well, but it's we didn't have a kid. And now yeah. I'm like, wow, we did have extra time. I have yeah. one kid. I'm a lightweight. And I'm like... There's one, no extra. Listen, time. one and four are the same. <laughs> it's not okay, true. Okay, you're right. You're right. <laughs> it's not true. Well, yeah, you're right. Time I think one though? and two maybe are the same, but it's interesting because we took a break. So we had two, uh -huh. then took five years off. It's kind of nice because the bottom two, we have gophers, right? Like we have the older kids, like, go get them this, go get them that. That's nice. So it makes it a little easier. But I would say the first kid is the hardest by far because one, you're new, and two, you care a lot. Like you'll notice the second, you third, you just Does don't. Does that go away? Yes. Over yeah. Time? You're just okay. like, whatever. Great. Drink yeah, out of the gutter. Totally I don't give a crap. About stuff. <laughs> so yeah. Anyway. So, so one is stressful. Yeah. Well, and it's just it's a time thing. Right. So anyway, yeah, it's been cool to not have to have to go back to work. Like I have that education. I have that as like a. Well, one of the like do, best sayings is, "Do what you love. You're not. You'll never work a day in your life." Right. Yeah. And does it still feel me. that way for you? Like, does it, because there are definitely days in here, like I'm doing what I love and I can't imagine doing anything else, but there are certain days where it's just like, this oh, sucks. Yeah. Like, cause I cook the same thing every day it, and it can get old. Like, has that happened for you? Yeah, no, there's, I mean, this week I had to like switch web hosts. I had to, I'm doing a search engine optimization audit on my site. So I have to like. Let SEO. SEO. In the biz. I, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I don't want to assume, you know, right. but 
those are the things that it's like not very fun. You know, I love my team. They're awesome. But like managing them. Did you ever think you would say my team? Like, did you ever think when you were first starting female food? No. You'd get to that point? No. It's pretty cool. Yeah. It's really cool. Right. And they're amazing. Like I didn't, I'm type A. I didn't want to do it. My husband's like, come on, you know, let's scale. Let's find other people in other cities. And I was like, no. So what is that? Like the other, on on your site, you call them the other foodies. So what have you done? Just like reached out to other people similar to you or like, how does that work? Yeah. I just have basically opened applications at different times and then people will email me their, a sample of like the content they can create. And okay. I basically am trying to find people that are a lot like me in different cities, people that can write about food, take pictures of it and people that are just obsessive about eating out Okay, because as much as I love like Utah or wherever, you know, Texas where we were living, there's just, there's a big world For sure. out there. So, and so are they all contributing to what you're posting then? Or do they all kind of have their own, like, I don't know, are they all like under the, the female foodie brand, but they're doing their own thing? More so that sometimes we'll collaborate together on posts. Like we actually do have a couple of cities where we have multiple contributors. Okay. So, which is nice because it is hard to, sometimes you need some reassurance with a food opinion. Like how good was this place? Or do we rank this restaurant a number seven or a number right. three? We or could all be biased, right? Yeah. It's hard to be. Or not to be subjective. Well, and we try not to be biased. Like we actually, starting this year, decided we're paying for every dime of all of our food. Interesting. So we don't take any comped meals anymore. Really? Which like, I'm sure you have opinions about. You know, like Influencers, bloggers. It just depends. Like, I feel like, yeah, I think if they, if they come, if, if they message me and say, we want to come in and say, you know, we just want to try your whole menu and just kind of expect it because of who they are. Yeah, that's annoying. But if I'm out there and I look them up and they're legit, like, you know, obviously you love what you do. And so I guess it's just like anything else. If people don't, ex- if they, once they expect it, that's when I'm out. Yeah. And I, I mean, I think if I owned a restaurant, I think influencer marketing is amazing i would re- ama- i would reach out to say. everyone and i'd be like come get a free meal but right. for me the issue was the more free meals i took the more like biased it made me because right. you feel like your food's feel great Cam. Well, your food's you. amazing but you go to a restaurant where they give you a free meal and it's not good it's like oh shoot right like how do you write an honest opinion about something you really didn't like when they gave it to you for free yeah and we just don't share negative reviews because I did that a couple times and it made me feel terrible. Right. Because especially like in, a, it's not like we live in New York, like in a Salt Lake City, it's like right. you write a bad a review. small town. Yeah. Yeah, I get that. So. Well, it's just just take a book out of Guy Fieri's deal because you can tell. If you watch a few episodes, you can tell the ones he actually likes. Right. And the ones he's just going through the motions on, right? For but, sure. But that is a hard thing and it's the same reason I don't hire like a plumber that's my friend. Because if he gives me a good deal and screws up, I can't get mad. Not worth it, yeah. Right? And so, no, I think that's a pretty cool, you know, especially if you go in not talking or not letting them know. Because that's the other thing. People will message me and say, we're coming in at this time. And of course, we're going to like... The best cut of lay out get the on best their stuff. Like I'm gonna build yeah. a tray. It's the same as all these stupid best of. Like best of state. Like I have news for everyone. It's pay to play. Oh, 
I know that. Like it's it, it, it's either how big your social media following is. Did you buy a table at the gala? Like there are no real, you know, like blind taste test. You know, your food is all that matters. You know, best of lists out Except there. For well, it, female, but that's what I'm saying. <laughs> I'm talking about the ones that like because people put it in their like ads, right? Like we're best of state, right? And it's like we gave away a hundred free meals to get people to get online and vote for us, type of thing. And anyway, so that that's the type of stuff that matter, at least to me as a restaurant owner. Like I want people like you telling me we're in the top ten because you came in, ate the food, didn't ask for anything for free. I didn't know when you were coming, and that you know that's a big deal. And it was so good. So what was know, the what was the hardest like thing that. about like getting started with it? Um. I mean, honestly, like money, which I did take a ton of free meals, like in the beginning, because yeah. when you're a student. Absolutely. And so I, I don't like have regrets. I feel like I was resourceful. Like I'd reach out to people and say, hey, do you want to do an exchange for social media coverage for a meal? So money but was. See, even that you're doing it the right way. It's amazing how many people make it sound like I'm being blessed. Yeah. For them coming here to eat. You know what I I'm mean? I'm going to grace you with my presence. Like, hey, I'm going to come in. Like, I'll do a post for you or whatever. Just so, yeah, just give me all this stuff. And okay. But to talk about how it benefits both parties, like, that's what it's all about. Yeah. So, like, I did a lot of that. <clears throat> and then, um, gosh, what was the question? Like, what was the hardest thing about getting going? Yeah. I think just uh, just eating out more. But we, you know, contributors helped. We actually lived on the road for a year and a half. So we ate out a lot. Yeah, that was... Why did you do that? You know, we we lived in Texas for a year and decided not to stay. Our lease was up. And we had a few options, like stay in Texas. I mean, Utah was a fallback for sure. Uh, and then my husband's like, should we put our stuff in storage and just travel for a while? I love it. Yeah, it, well, More this was October... And it was like, let's try it through the end of the year. But it ended up being like almost a full year and a half. So really, that was a lot, of, a lot of content. So like, where'd you guys so go? Cool. And was it just that you did, did you have a child at the time? We had a child. Oh gosh. No, thank you. Well, you did that with the child? With the child. We stopped. We just finished in January this year. But um, see, I don't understand. I so many people that's like love and travel. Traveling with kids with me. It is not sucks. fun. <laughs> it is not fun. No, thank you. Like. I love going on vacations, but I love coming home with the kids and getting them back in the house and the routine. Like something oh. about like being like that it's gives me so much vacation. anxiety. Just like thinking about being on the road with the kid. You guys know Abby. You had her on your show. Yeah. She posted the other day. It's uh, what did she say? It's a trip with your kids. It's a vacation without. Right? Yes. <laughs> something like that. Yeah. And I was like, Maybe. oh yeah, that's very so true. true. Uh, but like for us, it was like, okay, we, we can't leave our child with someone for, for months. Sure. Yeah. And we want to have more kids, so let's. It's gonna just get more expensive and yeah. harder. So we did, we did a lot of months at a time in places because on Airbnb, if you rent a place for a month, it's way cheaper than like a week. So we did like um, a month in Montana, Seattle, Portland, L.A., San Diego. Uh, we ended up going to Europe all last summer. Wow, it was really fun. What was your favorite place you went to during while you're on the road? For sure, Italy. Really? Yeah, we spent two months in Italy. I totally got my husband on the Italy train too. <laughs> my wife Where has, in Italy. My wife hasn't been able to get me on that train. Oh, we love to travel, awesome. and she wants to go to Europe so bad. And I'm just like, mm, 
go to Italy. Because she did a study abroad in Italy. So she was really? there for... I like that they call it study abroad. Six or eight weeks. Party abroad. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, we were in Rome for a month and then Bologna for a month. Wow. So it was really fun. It was hot. We were there in June yeah. and July, but it was really fun. So yeah, that was a, a lot of content. Is that how everything kind of started taking off is once you hit the road? No, I mean, I feel like that helped, but I think it was maybe like the year before then, just um, creating a brand where people knew like, oh, if we're in these certain cities, we can come to it, nowhere right. to eat. Um, and now, you know, we have different streams of revenue, so the the obstacle is not going out to eat. It's yeah. just trying to produce more. Now the obstacle is... Finding new places to eat? It's the coronavirus. <laughs> <laughs> so... No kidding. I'm over it. Yeah. We don't have to talk. I keep like bringing that up. I'm sorry. Oh, we can but, talk about but, something else. No, but, there's like, nothing wrong with it. I mean, it's such a, it dominates all of our lives right now. So talking a little bit about it, it's not a big deal. But yeah, people have to understand like restaurants, it's, I mean, for everybody, but it's, like, it's so tough. What have you done to kind of pivot a little bit then with Corona? Or work around it. Yeah. The, so the, the biggest thing has been sharing the restaurant inspired recipes. Okay. I was feeling really bad for myself, like not being able to go out to eat. Cause that's what I do as a mom too. I'm like, okay, it's 10 o'clock. Whatever you're big enough. You what can are get we? snuck in. It's like, Hey, I'll come over. <laughs> oh you gotta let me in. Let me in. No, but I just, that's what I, th I'm the kind of mom that needs to like leave the house, go do right. stuff. And when it was like, you can't go to target just leisurely. Right. Or right. you can't like go eat out. Um, my mom was like, you should start doing restaurant inspired recipes. And so when we were like truly quarantined, like, you know, right. I don't want to make this like controversial, but when people <laughs> were like really at home all the time for those right. first couple of months, uh, I did a restaurant inspired recipe every day. So I'd either like create a copycat at home or I'd ask a chef to share a recipe with me. And I, dem I demo them on Instagram stories. Were they open to sharing recipes or were some of them kind of like, no, you can't have that? Um, it's really split. So I, f I feel like either half of them are like, the half this that is my trade. Douches. It's my, well, they're like, it's my trade secret, which I totally respect. No, it isn't. Let me tell you why. <laughs> we're it's we're all waiting about, for you to tell It's all about it. I feel bad for cutting off the... No, people, I want to hear. So I it's funny. So I teach classes. I've taught classes forever about, with barbecue. And a lot of my students in this last class were really surprised because I just give them my res my rub recipes to in here, which so many barbecue guys are just like, you know, they'll say a few things that are in it, but then they won't tell other people as if the rub makes perfect meat. Like right. give me a break. But it's amazing because I teach exactly how I make my brisket in here. But the difference is I've cooked a couple hundred thousand briskets. Like I could tell you step by step what I do and you are not going to be able to cook as good as me. Like just because of an exper you know, experience. And so, yeah, I've always found that really funny because it's not like anything out there right now is like reinventing the wheel necessarily. I agree. You know what I, I mean? I totally agree. It's like... Aaron Franklin, for example, right. he's got a cookbook with literally everything, but then you have like Shake Shack and they're like, oh, here's our Shack sauce recipe, but it's not, it's like 80% of the recipe. It's like, right. people are still going to go to Shake Shack. Yes. If, 100%. If, if anything, when they make like your rub and- Every they, time they look at it, they're going to think about you. Well, <laughs> right. every time they, they try to smoke a brisket at home, they're going to be like, it's better at Bam Bam's. Right. They're going to... Totally right. So I, I think... Not to mention the convenience side of it, right? Like... 
Yes. It may be more expensive at Bam Bam's, but I don't have to cook for 14 hours at my house to have one meal. Which we've done. We still haven't per- perfected the brisket, but <laughs> it's a tough. that's one. a different story. But yeah, so that's my opinion is I think it only strengthens your brand and your following because totally people agree. have more respect for what you do. I well, agree with that. And then they want to try like the original. Right. right. It's well, like you guys talked you, about hash. What is it? Hash, hash, a go, go. Hash, hash. I don't even know what hash the crap house. is called. How dare you? <laughs> <laughs> but like you guys are talking about, no, you got to go like to the original one. Right. right. You know, I mean, it's the same idea, right? Same thing. So you yeah. can try a recipe, but it's like, oh, we're, I want to go and right. get the Everybody real has stuff. Different cooks. There's, I mean, there's so many different elements in cooking that, I mean, I can, a chef may be able to produce something in the kitchen laid out the perfect way, right? But you try to replicate that somewhere else, you might not get the exact same ingredients or brands that he uses or whatever, or a local farmer, whatever. Different climate, yeah. There's so many different variables. So just like just sharing a recipe, it, like people that aren't willing to do, it's kind of it's like, interesting. I don't get it. Do I just you have don't. do you have restaurants like reaching out saying, "Here's our recipes. Will you feature them?" Actually, no one has done that yet, which kind of surprises me. Interesting, but. Yeah, I've just I've done a lot of the reaching out myself and it's it's pretty split. It's either hey, we we appreciate the gesture, no thanks or right. Yeah, here you go. Like right. we know we can make it better, but here's our recipe, you know. Yeah. Not like in that a negative way, but just well, with they, confidence. I mean, they do it every day. Like it's it's how they make their living. So yes, they're going to you may nail it once. You know what I mean? But to get, you know, brisket's a great example. Like Every brisket is so different. And so to be consistent, now try cooking brisket the way I do and do 60 of them in one day. Oh my gosh. You know what I mean? And it's just, then you're screwed. So it's not sharing recipes is, I, I, it's maybe a little different. Like if I am reaching out to you and saying, post this recipe. But if somebody asks, yeah, but I used to be that way. It's abundance and scarcity. Everyone goes through it. Right. No, it's true. But I do you know what I bet it is? I'll bet ninety percent of that half that won't share recipes are just too scared to admit that they got it from someone else. Or <laughs> or it's like really easy or they use something in it that they don't want somebody to know. Yeah. Or they use a microwave or you know, something like that where they don't want, you know, to Maybe. be exposed. So anyway. So what's like the most fun of like of your account now? Like what's the what's the best thing that you're doing? I mean, is it still just exploring new restaurants and trying something you never tried before or at this stage you've tried so many different things it's just kind of like i just want a good meal and there's nothing really new or exciting um no i feel like gosh we're just getting started for (laughs) sure i feel like for me personally just on an individual level uh it's no i don't feel like i'm like capped with food like i just feel like the more it's kind of like travel you get the bug the more you travel the more you want to travel the more you eat the more you want to eat totally right so I mean, we only well, travel where there's good food. Of course. Don't go to like Wales. We went there. Not a lot of good food there. <laughs> that, <laughs> so true. Probably everything's just bland. Oh my gosh. I mean, boring. like London has great food, but like sure. we went to on that trip. My husband was like, you're going to have a hard time finding good food in England. And I was like, I can find good food anywhere. Right. We cooked most of the time on that trip. Really? Yeah. I shouldn't say that. I'm going to offend your English do we have English listeners? Probably two. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> sorry. You had to say that. <laughs> sorry. I'm sorry. They have the best soccer league, though. Yeah, they do. So there you go. They have a lot of good things, but. Right. Like English food. Oh, yeah. 
It's so what's your favorite breakfast food? That's a good well, I just thought of that biscuit with fried chicken because oh, that's what my mind went to. But the Haas. I don't know. I I like a I love breakfast food. That's that my favorite like, food. That's why. What's I your asked favorite you. child? I could easy. Tell you that. <laughs> oh my gosh! <laughs> you only have one. You don't know yet. Just wait. Oh no! I um, love them all equally, but I don't like them all the same. Oh my gosh! They're not listening. It's okay. 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 Um, <laughs> I, I don't I know. Do say that sometimes, but like a good eggs Benedict. Okay. Uh, I love a good breakfast sandwich. Like perfect. Like a McDonald's egg. No, 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 no. Shut up. Sausage McMuffins are still kind of good. It's a nostalgia thing. I still have them. They do overcook the eggs too much, though. My husband and I hiked. We hiked Temp last weekend, okay. and we got up at four thirty a.m. to come meet family, and I like scrambled eggs put it on toast with cheese because he wanted mcdonald's and i was like <laughs> no i'll wake up 10 minutes earlier so we can have like a good breakfast listen if it wasn't for mcdonald's a lot of places you eat at wouldn't even exist yeah probably. they made like eating out more of an, that's true so i think we could thank mcdonald's in a way okay right? but like when's the last time you had a, a big mac probably like two weeks ago really i love it's funny i think mcdonald's is disgusting i'll have their breakfast I, sandwiches <laughs> but like my family a mcgriddle a sausage gross so gross oh, come on who doesn't mix their pancakes and their sausage and eggs you know it's funny like a lot of people that cook for a living you'd be surprised like a lot of them eat bad food because they spend so much time cooking that when they want to eat it's usually just quick and easy but, but like you're a barbecue extraordinary like do you would you eat a burger from mcdonald's like a cheeseburger? I mean, listen, if it's Breakfast between is if different. it's between a Big Mac and like going to a good like Five Guys. I'm sorry, but Five Guys is I mean, around here there's not that many great burgers. I will eat Five Guys. I love Five I mean, it's no contest, right? But you all now we got to factor in the convenience yeah, side of it. Yeah, you're like in uh, And if you grew up with it, you know, like I grew up in Southern California, and McDonald's was just such a like everybody just went and so there are there there are times where I'll eat McDonald's and every time I eat it I'm just like why did I go there? But but you go back. But I go back. <laughs> yeah, I I actually have to be really careful. I know that I feel like super comfortable here, but food is so personal. Oh, for sure. So where I get into trouble, it's not usually McDonald's. Like most people that are into food aren't going to be offended if I say I don't like oh, McDonald's. 100%. But like I I actually rely on my community a lot when I'm going to a new place. And I cannot tell you how many times I've had like eight people send me to a place and I'm like, okay, eight people said this place is amazing. It's great. And I don't like it. And I've just stopped saying things because when I like, like St. George is a perfect example. St. No George good, is no a family food. destination. Not a lot of good food. No good food. But if you tell someone I don't like the pizza factory and that's where they go every year with their family since they were three years old, they're going to shoot you on the Brick spot oven, yeah because Los Hermanos. but it is it's kind of like my mcdonald's argument right it's you grow up there there's something about it's nostalgic. it it's a nostalgic it's thing. a tradition and you know there is no wrong or right with food you like what you like it will always be subjective it but is. i do get the whole i mean once you start eating like better food and and you start appreciating what work goes into it yes there's a huge difference between going to mcdonald's or even just five guys like None of your food gets cooked until you order it at Five Guys. And that is a massive difference between McDonald's, even though it's still considered, you know, fast casual or fast food. But, but yeah, I get it. I don't think anybody cares. You know what I mean? 
What do you mean? Just if you say that you like something or dislike something. Oh, people care. Well, it's because it's on social media, huh? Oh my gosh. I disagree. People care. Like the pizza factory. That's a good example. I probably going to get some death threats now. Isn't that interesting? Because it's, I mean, pizza is probably my favorite food. Like, have you had that pizza? Of course. I don't. I'm right. With, I'm with you. It's bad. I'll eat those the things on the sticks that are pretty good. <laughs> the breadsticks. Yeah, the breadsticks yeah, are bad. good. But so what's your favorite pizza? Ooh, that's hard. There's Both not a you. lot of great Cetabello. pizza around here. What? In Salt Lake. Cetabello. I haven't even heard of it. It's that Neapolitan. Place. Okay. That's, it's too, fan- really that's too fancy for me. Um, I want to go there. Yeah. I'm I just had halfway decent pizza there. Summit Pizza. Oh, yeah. It was okay. My buddy's dad owns it. Um, But I don't... There's no like... I like Papa John's pizza. Like... If I have to pick a chain, that's where I'm going. But there's not really any like mind blowing pizza places around here. Yeah, I think like the Salt Lake area needs like a really good like New York style right. pizzeria or something that's like it doesn't have to be like authentic Italian. Something like nostalgically cheesy and family friendly. What about, like, the pie? Do you like that? I'll eat the pie. I wake up feeling ill every it's, time yeah, after I eat do. the pie. The you garlic. Do a lot of cheese and garlic at that place. I, but about, it is, I have a I hangover. I still like it. What about Giordano's in Chicago? Do you like the deep dish, the Chicago? Oh, you know, I've only been to Chicago's. Chicago's. <laughs> See, I need a speech therapist. I've only <laughs> been to Chicago once and I had pizza and it was great, but it's been like six Listen, years. Listen, hold so. on. It is time for some Chicago content. That is a top yes. three food town in this whole country. Best steak I've ever had was oh. at Michael Jordan Steakhouse in Chicago. Steak? Or, I mean, so everything good. there. Chicago, it's like going to the South. It's a, Well, I mean, any good food place, but Chicago has so much good food. It's probably like top three, top five, like best. Right. Yeah. So why haven't you gone? Because I have a contributor. Oh, okay. Well, so go out there and eat with that person. You got yeah, experience. I w- I that would I be a good to. like... Don't let them one rob week, you of that. One week trip <laughs> to just eat. Because there's some really cool, like, little old joints that so many people haven't heard of. But, oh, man. So do you do you have, amazing. like, a list of places that you want to get to? Like a bucket list, if you will? Like cities? Uh-huh. Oh, of or, course. Like restaurants. Oh, yeah. I have organized lists. You do? Sheets, yeah. What, <laughs> what's your number one? Like, what is your, like, if you could, like, obviously money's, I'm sure it's expensive. Money is not an issue. Travel is not an issue. If you could choose somewhere tonight, where are you going? Oh, if money is not an issue, it would either it would be a Michelin star restaurant. Okay, it would be sure. either the French Laundry. Oh, Mr. Keller. Yeah. So do you know I used to have an employee that worked there? Really? Yep. Where she this won at? some big comp- Napa Valley. Yeah. She won some big. Uh, she's a chef. Some big competition at for like culinary arts in college. Okay. And for winning it, you got to pick any restaurant in the country and you got to work there for six months. And she picked the French Laundry. Yep. I mean, it's pretty, it's like one of the most popular restaurants, well-known restaurants. He's in the a world. huge chef. Like how Thomas much is that? Like is, how much are you going to spend? Uh, I think I looked up the cost once. It's like food only 300 bucks a person yeah. for like a basic, and you're probably basic a year, six months to a year to get in. It's like pretty hard to get it. Okay. Reservation, yeah. So that would be one. I mean, I don't know. It depends See, on the city. I think city. you just going around here. I mean, can you imagine just getting dropped in Paris and just having... I mean, you like that stuff. Do you like... Oh, anything. You like... I like I like it all. I like the street tacos. Right. I like the barbecue. I can think of a few other places like I... I don't know. It depends on the city. But that, that would be like a, a once in a lifetime. Okay. Like, 
French laundry would be a cool experience. That's for sure. There's some barbecue places I haven't tried that I want to like. Um, even I'll tell you which ones to go to. Well, we we never made it to Snows. I've never been to Snows. That was like a it. Snows would be amazing. It's amazing. It would be amazing yeah. to go there, just because that's one of those places that even the food's not that great. It's Is such it not an that experience. Great? No, I'm saying even if you were to go and it wasn't, it's a nice. It's obviously a very good barbecue restaurant, yeah. but. But yeah, I mean, it's it's such a cool place. Is there a restaurant you went that surprised, like, I don't know, like that surprised you? Like, I didn't think this was going to be good and end up being like really good. Like, does that happen very often? Both ways. I want to know. Both. Both directions. For sure. Yeah, 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 yeah. I would say both. Equal. I, I put so much effort into researching restaurants that I would say 60 to 70% of the time we eat really well. Right. And then usually the... 20 to 30% of the time I'm like, eh, it's okay. I would never send anyone here and I have pictures of it and no one ever sees them or hears about okay. it. Okay. Right. What was something you ate though that was like surprisingly good that you weren't expecting to like as much as you did? Um, gosh, I mean, the first thing that comes to mind is this little place in San Diego called Los Cuatros Milpas. Okay. Super hole in the wall, cash only. They handmade their tortillas. I, that's a hard question. I've probably eaten it like I just I did say. my taxes. <laughs> <laughs> I and I had to itemize every single expense for every restaurant. I probably last year ate at three hundred restaurants. I mean, think about maybe that. more. Eating out is just total write off for you, huh? It is. It's a. It's materials and supplies. I, mean, I guess everybody can use it, but research and development R and D. Yeah. Wow. Because you know, if you're like just taking a client to a meal, that's different. Yep. They're they not don't like, need to know that. <laughs> materials and you're a restaurant owner anything's that's a material true. and a supply yeah, if you're if it could potentially be a menu item amen r&d <laughs> baby i like that that's good do you idea. have any desire to like to start a restaurant do you oh. have any desire to do that um i feel like i have a lot of good ideas but i've worked in a restaurant like i waited tables i've managed and so i'm kind of like uh i'm what i'm scared of is all the people you would have to hire and trust right the under that's the hardest part of owning a restaurant all day long letting them man your till inner like i can't tell you how many times i've had bad customer service and i'm like i know the owner is amazing right but they hired this 15 year old or whatever well now you're just job. lucky to get anybody like it, it's every year it gets harder nobody wants to do anything that's like dirty or hard yeah like it's 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 hard to hire good people right now my, like, at least in those types yeah. of jobs right yeah, it's not because it's not like you're paying people like 30 an hour, right? right? It's, you know, like I when I was a host, I was getting paid like 10, 12 bucks an hour tips. When I was a server, I was getting paid like $2 something an hour. Serving, I think you can have a little more leverage with who you hire. But and then, yeah, my husband, he totally is like, let's open a restaurant. His dream is to open a barbecue restaurant. Oh, really? And really? I'm like, you have a hard time waking up before yeah, 7 o'clock. Yeah, tell him to come hang out for a week and yeah. he'll, we'll change his mind. If you, if like, what time do you wake up? I mean, You're, so like, I've got it down since we cook inside. I don't have to start as early, but the days I cook, I'm up at between four thirty and five. But my other cook, he has, he wants to be done by nine. So he's here at like two forty five. That's insane. And so, but in Austin, I was there at 3 a.m. That's standard. Don't you think? Totally standard. Like if you're using an offset pit, I mean, it takes an hour and a half just to get that thing heated up right so you got to get there and build your fire and do all that and so it's it's crazy so i'm just curious on the restaurant thing would you rather have like a really high-end exclusive 
or something that a ton of people would come and, ex- and enjoy. Way rather the other end. I just think like you have to be a special breed to want to cater to like the the swanky population. Sure. Well, and they're the ones getting hit the hardest with all this COVID stuff because they run on such slim margins. Well, and who like even for me, it's like I'm way less inclined to want takeout at, from a really nice place. For sure. I but like with barbecue, I'm like, great. Right. This will taste so good yep. in like 10 minutes all those at home places that are just, I mean, it's like reservations sit down. They're screwed. I mean, it's just, you have no way of, I mean, some of them have pivoted and cause that's the thing. If you've got a reputation like that and all of a sudden you post that we're going to do carry out, like you can call people are going to do it if they can, but it's, it's harder. There's a whole level of like snootiness, right? It's like, I can't go there. Like this is, it takes four months to get into this restaurant. You think I'm going to do carry out? Some, I will say it's been cool to get takeout because I have a toddler or like the curbside pickup. I've had a lot of awesome curbside pickup when yeah. I'm like, this is sweet. We don't have to get it, out of the car. And, it's sweet and it will never go away. I hope it never goes it, away. It won't. You don't think? No, I really don't. I don't think at all because okay, maybe the people that are putting like a 10 by 10 canopy outside right. and doing like a makeshift drive through but people are going to realize that this is better business. It's it's necessary because you need to have that backup and people want convenience. So lazier and lazier. Yes. Like for (laughs) us with fast casual, like I need to make it, you know, it's funny when I open the second line, like you go to Texas and you go to like La barbecue where I worked there. It's still a one hour wait. And it's so stupid because it doesn't have to be. Like put one more cutter up there and you can move the line twice as fast, sell more food, make people happier. It, it's so for me, it's always kind of been that blend. One nice thing about being in Utah is I don't have to worry about being so like snooty about the barbecue thing, right. like adding the drive through. You don't see that a lot of barbecue joints, but it's perfect for barbecue joints because our food's cooked, you know, by the beginning of the day and grab it on the way home. Right. Yeah. And so I think people don't want to have to worry about pivoting so much next time something something like this happens because now it's so fresh in our heads like what else could knock everything out oh my gosh right so you just got to have that side of the business especially where everybody's losing catering and i didn't even think about catering catering is a hard one like restaurants a lot of places rely on catering and it's that's a tough thing to lose especially when you know like winter's a little slow you know we bam bams at least we probably do 75 percent of our sales and this six month span right and then as soon as football season ends and it gets cold and dark things drop that surprises me because i feel like in the winter when i'm cold it's I'm totally like, winter food right? barbecue and Thank curl you. up in a corner and but it's not mac and cheese like if it's raining you'll we'll sell fifteen hundred dollars less food a day just if it's like you know a rain that sticks mm-hmm. around it's, right. it's really interesting that surprises so, me. so yeah i think I think restaurants from here on out are going to have every avenue possible to sell food. They're going to use all the door, you know, door dashes, which that sucks because you lose so much money. Yeah. It's 30%, 25 to 30%. So, But I do think that after, you know, hopefully when we go back to normal, I think people will value in like eating in a restaurant more than they did before though. I in See, and ways. I agree. I think getting out of the house, that experience won't go away. I still say that that's why movie theaters won't go away because there's still something about going to the movies that's better than just watching a movie at your house. 
right? And it's not even that good at popcorn. Uh, depends on where you go. <laughs> See, what movie theater I mean, are you going to? <laughs> I make way better popcorn than the movie Which movie theater is the best popcorn? I think the Megaplex does. Megaplex does. Okay. I agree with you there. But so you, yeah, I you put the extra butter on? I don't know. My husband wants to just like pour I put it all butter on every like three inches. <laughs> <laughs> like I do a little bit. You gotta I like do it. that. I mean it's not butter. That sounds but. good now. So have you ever had a time where you've maybe tried a restaurant that wasn't very well known and after your review they just kinda got like super crazy busy and they reach out to you and they they're like, What did you do to us? Or like, thank you so much. Yeah, I I think sometimes a lot of these restaurant owners, unless they're like dialed into social media, I don't think a lot of them know, but I can think of two times that happened. Like once with St. George, there's a restaurant there. It's, it's the number one spot on our guide. And now I can't think of the name of it. Um, it was called Ermitas and they changed names, but someone once was like, there's like eight people in line here and they all found out about it from your website. (laughs) And I was like, I'm happy. You know, I'm happy. There's another place too. I recently went to, it is so good. Have you guys ever had those birria tacos? It's kind of trending a little bit more now, at least in the States. I don't even know what that is. Me either. So they're beef tacos, but then you take your, the tortilla and you basically like dip them in the juice of the beef. The tortilla? the tortilla okay. and then you cook it so it kind of firms up a little bit okay. you put the beef in there and the cheese and then they serve it with a side of that beef juice like it's au jus like au jus it's so good that's clever there's a place like a oh mexican beef because they call it you know like italian beef like a be- you go to chicago you just say give me a beef like it's a really it means a sandwich okay au jus, give me a beef deal. right so similar concept right just juicy anyway there's a place out in west valley that one of my friends on social media posted and I went there and posted about it. And wow. I mean, it's at the back of this, you know, Latino market, very hard to find. And then someone messaged me and said, there are like so cool 12 people here that, you know, probably weren't just here shopping. So, Oh, for awesome. sure. Yeah. Like, especially if there's a bunch of white people going in there, right? It's yeah. like our taco. It's like the taco place you take that you take me on the Taco Tuesdays, Andrew. Yep. I forget. It's like a. It's like a little Los compadres. Yeah, it's like a little supermarket in the strip mall. They have the bars in the windows and the. Oh man, it's awesome! But it's so good. Well, when I was there, it, it you know, everyone there was Latino, and I'm like, this is a good sign. Yeah. Oh, these are one hundred percent. Yeah. That's how people feel when they see that I'm four hundred pounds. <laughs> like, oh, this is gonna be good. Gotta be good food. This gonna be good. But no, it's it because it, people aren't, especially here in Utah, people aren't very adventurous oh. when it comes to food. Like if it's in a strip mall or some little rundown, whatever, West Valley, they're not going to go try that out, right? Yeah. Oh, is that it? Wow. Look no, at that. uh, that's in St. George. Yeah. And Helica's. Yes. So good. Great tacos. I've got people after me hard for St. George right now. I thought you were going to say to make tacos. I was like. Oh, I'd love to do. T- I'll, I'll do tacos, tacos at some point. They're so good. Like bris- we used to. Do you remember Tortilla Bar? Oh yeah, same like owners as Oteos. Oteo. Yeah. Well, I don't know if it's the same. Isn't or same building? Same building they were in. Well, no. It, there's it's some that like family. Random there's building. some like family yeah. drama there. Yeah, it was just down the street from Linden? here. What? It's in Linden, Linden now, but it, remember, it was just like four blocks down the road here. The original Tortilla Bar was just down here. I ate there, we but they there. did a. He did a brisket day with my brisket oh Oh my gosh they were so good that is a restaurant we talk about all the time you've been in texas 
No one here eats breakfast tacos. Oh, I know. It is religion in Texas. That's happening here at some point. Okay. Well, like we're putting the kitchen in finally. We we're an hour away, but we'll come. Stop but saying you're going to do and just. I am going to do it. This is my process, <laughs> Andrew. Okay, it's called ADHD. I want, I want brisket. It happens when jalapeno happens. sausage breakfast taco burrito. So we're going to do that at Lake Powell this week. We're going to do Thanks. like. Uh, sorry, I'll bring one home for you. Appreciate you. But yeah, you're right. Like. There's so many barbecue joints. Like it's a great way. Like any meat you have left over, it's cheap. It's cheap. Like Rudy's. Have you ever been to Rudy's barbecue? It's kind of a chain. It's the yeah. only chain that I think is halfway okay. It's pretty good. But I dig there. Like you just walk in, grab and go. It's just grab and go. Right. Like eight kinds of breakfast tacos, all in foil. Oh, so right. That a couple so good. bucks. Yep. And they're good. But I always said I would never do the breakfast thing until I had a drive-through. But now that I have a drive-through, it's you know because people. Generally, breakfast people want it pretty. They want it if fast. you can offer like good quality stuff, but still have it be fast. Oh, people will be all over it. And so, yeah, it's Torchies. Did you ever go there in Austin? Oh yeah, oh, place is amazing. This is not good. We, <laughs> I'm so hungry right now. I'm starving, and the, I, all I'm doing is looking I keep, at her That's side. the thing. I keep looking at female <laughs> foodie like the pictures. Like, I, I'm looking at your donuts, by the way. Oh, that those might donuts. have been. Okay, but what the listeners don't know, too, is I'm smelling brisket, which you're probably, like, immune to now. Yeah, I don't smell it. I'm just, like, smelling brisket yeah, it, and it, what it, else? Pork? It, like, I mean, it's just, you're smelling the wood that we, right? Oh you're just gosh. smelling oak. And so, no, it's I'm funny, smelling that's the why meat. I have. <laughs> I'm smelling well, the I mean, obviously, <laughs> but it, nothing in here, like, if you leave anything in here for 20 minutes, and I even have, like, a air filter going all the time just because it blows in through the yeah, ac it's, it's but really obvious when it's podcast day really oh yeah <laughs> well and if i take like like if i take one of these footballs home it you're gonna realize how yellow it is but in here it, it doesn't really look yellow but at the walls everything is yellow because of the smoke because of the smoke so but it is a good smell but i'm it's funny i'm finally getting to the point now like when i get home i have to change my shirt because i can't handle smelling like smoke which is really interesting. At least you don't have to shower. I make my husband shower well, after he smokes. I'm like, like, that's the thing is I should. I mean, you can still smell on your skin, but t-shirts are like, it just, I smell it all day long. And it just drives me insane. But so what, what's next for female foodie? Where are you going with this? Oh thing? man. So next is, I mean, we've got a lot of things up our sleeve. Okay. So continuing to just build the empire. The goal is to have a really good presence in all the major cities like we do in salt lake right or you know in utah so like create more foodies in all the different locations yep. right build the team and it's we were on a really good roll before this spring but just you know keep building content keep giving our readers stuff um so i'm just curious, like how does that work like like why do they want to come this might be super ignorant be a part of female food as opposed to starting their own version of it in that area like if they're good at content if they're already out there doing it like why would they want to be part of it yeah that's no that's a great question i think it's a lot of its personality i okay. think people like to have a, a support of like not everyone wants to like blaze their own path and yeah. do their own thing so i well, think look at that, entrepreneurs it's such a small percent like yeah people yeah. don't want risk the platform's there the pe like the audience is built yep, in the audience is there all the work to like get it going so i think that's a big thing okay. it's just um and is it hard to find good risk. people? Uh, the more we grow, the easier it gets. Like okay. I had to be pretty, and now I pay my contributors, but in the beginning they just would do it like for free. And so I had to right. be pretty like, eh, whatever. Well, there's still value there. I mean, especially yeah. if more people are seeing their stuff than. 
before. Yeah, for sure. But no, most of these women don't have their own platforms. Most of them just like love food and want, uh, a lot of them just want like to be a part of our greater mission, which is just to like, they, they want to be the voice for their city. Okay. So growing that, um, I actually had a trip planned last month to Italy with 25 women. Oh, no. Had to cancel oh, it. The female foodie world tours. The female foodie world tours. That would be awesome, tour. actually. No, it was all, I sold it out in December. So Holy crap. I'm hoping to do that next year. Okay. You got to do barbecue crawls. That's a big deal. In Italy? No. <laughs> no. <laughs> Although in I know Texas. some barbecuers there, but, but I mean, everywhere now. That's the oh, thing. Yeah. Barbecue is really like broken out of those regions right yeah. barbecues in manhattan now and, some yeah. really good barbecue is in manhattan but it's so yeah i mean you could do that just in just about every city and how cool would that be to like your fans get to go with you to 10 restaurants over you know three or four days so, yeah i haven't thought about domestic you know trips but i don't know like that's kind of the world we're living in now right but um the i think because we live there and people i didn't even want to do trips people kept asking me to guide okay. tours and i finally was like okay i right. guess this is something we should pursue um my husband and i are launching an app this this really? summer slash fall yeah so like what's it gonna do um it's just gonna be a easier way for people to see the content whether it's like restaurant content or cooking demonstrations, just ad free, super accessible content. Cool. So those are for now, those are the big things on the horizon. That's, That's awesome. awesome. Yeah. yeah. Way cool. It, it's got, is there any part of this? So we've had a lot of really awesome female entrepreneurs come in. Do you, was that always your plan is to just have something that was a career? Like I, I think your story is one of those stories that, it just kind of shows that even if if you are into something, you can still be even a full-time mom, right? But still mm -hmm. create this, like you said, kind of empire and business. And it it's an inspiring thing. So Thanks. any advice for people that have a passion about something and are maybe a little scared to jump in? Yeah, I think, I think for entrepreneurs in general or people that have like passions or, you right. know, side hobbies, I think it's so good for people in general to have those outlets just just to do them just to like nourish that like um creative side of themselves because we get so caught up in like taking care of the kids or going to work but for me i just look at it as like i would be doing this anyway i might not be eating out 300 times last year <laughs> but we would still be like that's what we would be doing yeah you know right. so i think for me I guess that would be my advice is just like, if you have a passion, just try it and maybe it won't work out as a business. Like maybe it's just something that is your hobby, but in the end you, you'll never have lost like money or time because yeah. you would be doing it anyway. Well, and so many people that it, like I never planned on having a restaurant, but I loved cooking barbecue and it just, if you're good at it and you love doing it, it just seems to kind of evolve. Well, I think back to how, many, that how many of our guests have done totally. Like, I mean, your story is, freaking awesome you know west yellowstone blog you know blogger to an empire of foodies all over you know like but you don't have to start with that that kind of end in mind i think too many people fall victim of that right well and they don't remember like maybe we haven't talked enough about it but i mean this was like a slow build right it's not super slow and it takes you got to be consistent and but like you said if you're doing it anyway 
Yeah, I might as well. It, you just keep going with it, and eventually, it people that have a passion about things, they're going to work harder than everybody else. We've talked about that a bunch in here. But you'll start getting noticed, right? And then it, it will just kind of naturally, because social media especially, if you start getting a following and getting good, you know, what's the word I'm looking for? Traction, momentum. No, when they... Community. No, when they get involved, when they... And engage. Engagement. Engagement. <laughs> that one. Sorry, uh, our guru, Anna. Sorry, Anna. But um, <laughs> it's amazing how quickly you can say, man, there's something here. I love doing it. I might as well keep going with it. Sure. Like, I mean, even today, like Sarah Blakely spanks. She's like, I never had a business plan. Oh, I mean, it's a she bi- just wanted to look good in her dress. Yeah, I mean, it's a billion dollar company now. <laughs> I don't care about never. her until she makes stuff for us. <laughs> she started making underwear for guys. She did. Oh my gosh. She talked about it in a podcast. It's really funny. She's like, the pocket, it's awesome. The pocket. <laughs> That's what she said. Sidewalls. You need sidewalls. <laughs> it was pretty funny. <laughs> I really, I like her a lot. What a She's big. awesome. Well, and then you look at her husband, like that is, that's a lot of personality yeah. in that house. Yeah, yeah. But so I'm actually curious, like how have you found like success on like via social? Like what have you done? I know a lot of listeners are trying to get started in social. Most people say it's different now than it was five years ago. For sure. You know, so if you were starting today, what would you do differently or the same? So I think the, most important thing is you have to show up every day, whether you're me or Cam or it doesn't really matter what your content is. If you want to build a following, you have to show up because, and we all do this. If we, right. we selectively follow people, you look at their account. If you see their last post is like 2018 May, you're like, I don't care how much you love that brand. You're like, see, it's I like suck. a waste of a follow. I gotta get better. <laughs> so that's the first thing. Mm-hmm. And then I think just, I mean, I've listened to, I love entrepreneurship and that's why I love this podcast. Seriously. It's so fun to, I love to hear the stories of how people are building things. And, you know, with Instagram specifically, that's the hot social media that people are talking about right now. No, TikTok. I'm just kidding. I'm not into TikTok, but yeah. It's so ridiculous. Are you on TikTok? Heck no. Are we going to make a TikTok after this? Listen, I <laughs> did, I did like start an account because <laughs> Anna McFarlane told us to do it, but I haven't ever. Oh my gosh. It's a crazy world. It's just China spying on us too. We're all learning, right? Here we go. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. But um, no, I th- but I think like there's a lot of podcasts and courses about like um i mean like when you were when you were growing your social though like what types of things would would you do like just besides just posting i i think i think the real uh key is to find like value like find what your audience how do i say this to figure out what your audience what value your audience derives from you right and then to just keep serving that up serving that up serving that up yeah so for me that's it's a picture of a restaurant that's high quality so they can like really see like... Are you still taking all the pictures yourself? I, if it's my content, I take all the pictures. Okay. But Your pictures are... Oh. <laughs> but, you know, Amazing. then... Then, <laughs> then, you know, people see a place and a picture and that's the value, at least on social media, that I can provide. Yeah. Or with cooking now, it's, you know... Um, the step-by-step tutorials. It's okay. Like, See, and I love that you're doing that. The, the other thing that just popped in my head about that is you, it's always cool when people recognize how hard like restaurant people have to work to do what they do. And man, when you try to cook it, 
And then you think that I, you know, you have to do that at scale and still keep it, you know, cooking, delicious, keeping warm. like cooking one brisket, right? We were talking about that earlier. So That's hard. one thing, but having to cook, uh, you know, enough for a whole day at a restaurant and have them all be as good as if I was just cooking one and just babying one. It's really hard. Oh yeah. And so I think that's a really, that's something else that like me as a restaurant owner could re- like, I really love that you're doing the at home recipe thing. Cause I think that's a really cool thing to be able to share. Yeah, no, it's, and, and the recipes are cool cause everyone can do it. Yeah. And I've, I'm in a niche where it's like, it's pretty tied to geographic location. So it's been right. fun to see the unity, but yeah, I think that, I think people too, even if they're never going to cook it, people like to just see. Totally. Like, I can't tell you how many Aaron Franklin YouTubes my husband's watched right. for stuff he's not even smoking. You got to be way into it to watch an Aaron Franklin <laughs> YouTube too, because he's a, he's the nicest guy, but he's kind of, he's so a ner- he's such a nerd. And it makes my husband crazy because he's like, you just know when it's done. You know, I don't really shoot for a time or a temperature. You just touch it and know. He's like, okay, well for us, like. He really needs to come to my class. Yeah, he does. He <laughs> would love it. But that's exactly what, but Aaron is right. Like that's why chefs suck at barbecue and bar- good barbecue cooks suck at being a chef, right? Because I just need to be able to go to La La Land where things are cooking and just you just got to let it do its thing. And so there's a lot of truth to it, but you're right. It's hard to teach somebody that. You don't have a temperature? No, none. It is all feel. What temperature do you cook your brisket at? 225. Okay. So that's the only We've temperature. Tried. But I bought I bought like a $100 brisket for Father's Day. And gave it to my husband. I was like, this is your gift. <laughs> See, you should have called he me. He loves to smoke. I should have called I'll you. Get, I'll get you some briskets for cheaper for him to practice oh, okay. on. You know what I mean? But, you don't even have to do a review. Okay. But if you do, it better be good. No, I'm just yeah. Five stars. Three stars. Three Michelin stars. <laughs> Thank you. But, you know, that, I mean, it still turned out good. Giving him a salt like B or B plus, but it wasn't. Like, right. Well, and it, and it does. It just takes practice. But, but yeah, but again... Like, that's why what you guys are doing is cool, because it does give you appreciation into the work and effort and how hard it is, and and sharing that with people is cool too. And I think we all like behind the scenes now, like Insta stories. That's how everyone wants to see. Like now. we had like Paige Armenta in here. You know, she does her own photography. Okay. But her stories now are kind of like she does these cool pictures of movement. You know, the it, it catches a still right, but then she posts. Like the actual, you know, if she's juggling or whatever, she posts that in stories. And we love, you know, people want to see what goes into, you know, like your reviews or your pictures and and you cooking your recipe. Like, you know, I'm looking at this, what was it? Like pomodoro sauce or whatever. It It looks so good. Put your, close your computer. And, and you cooked it at home, but it'd be really cool to see kind of the step, but yeah, pom pomodoro sauce or pomodoro sauce oh i have a highlight go see highlight. oh okay There's so step yeah step. that's perfect because you yeah. see the final product but you don't realize like you don't see me in here tripping over myself at five in the morning and in a bad mood well, it's hard to do that right like for yeah. me when i eat out i have my toddler and my husband and i want to eat it hot so i'm not i'm not good at like hey guys <laughs> right right here we're ordering now yeah. we're eating now we're, i'm usually like this place was good here you go but i think people want to see that I they th- do think they want to see yeah. like right so uh, d- d- does your husband want to get to the point where like you guys are both full-time female foodie yeah that's that's the dream i mean he 
We, uh, my biggest worry about that as a, the, as his wife is I want him to be happy. So we've right. talked about it and I'm like, do you want to do this? Does that sound terrible to you? And I don't think we'll know how it works until we try it. Right. So I think maybe, you know, maybe someday we'll try it and see like, this is awesome or this is terrible for our marriage, you know, but if you could travel together for a year and a half with a child, you'll probably be okay. <laughs> We, I mean, he works from he works from home, yeah, and he's worked from home our whole marriage. So we're we spend a lot of time together. Yeah, and it's it's fun too because we're like he has different strengths. I mean, so I think that the key would be just to making sure we have our own domains, your your defined roles. Yeah, but um, I like I, you know, you guys were talking earlier about like, did you ever want to be an entrepreneur? Like, I never want. I just wanted to be like a therapist and then a mom one day and. Um, I just love entrepreneurship. Like the more I get into it, it's, it's, it's a bug. Yeah. So sure. I, I like, we talk a lot about being able to like both like take kids to school or pick them up or traveling without, you know, time restraints. So right. it's very idealistic, but. But the way it, things are going for you, it, that's the thing. You probably thought your Instagram was very idealistic, right? When you had 500 yeah. followers or whatever. And now, you know what I mean? So it just, it's just kind of an evolution. Like if you, if you love what you're doing and you take it seriously, what you are, it's going to happen. So is the dream to live on the road? <laughs> no, <laughs> no, <laughs> especially like with one kid there are certain, I mean, so we are living in my parents' house now. They're serving a mission and, um, there are certain things that I'm really enjoying about it. Like, when about you're li- being home. Yes. Like when you're in these Airbnbs, there's a lot of give and take. I'm really loving like consistent air conditioning, great Wi-Fi connections, <laughs> the the pulling my car in, having a car. We didn't have a car in a lot of these places, but pulling my car in and just like going straight into the house, such a luxury. Dishwashers, <laughs> a nice couch. Like all these places have like these terrible Ikea couches that For sure. I get the chills when I see them. I'm just like, oh, <laughs> I'm like, I'm six feet tall and my husband's six three. Like we're big people, you yeah. know? So you're six feet tall. Yeah, I'm six feet I tall. I didn't know yeah. that. I mean, I knew you were tall. I didn't know you were six feet tall. Yeah. So there, I mean, there's certain things that I'm like, there's a we want to own, own a home hopefully like i don't know next year or the year after but, yeah um there's a lot of luxuries but do we want to be able to be like oh we're gonna go to italy for a month or right. whatever you know we we would love to have that chance but maybe not we'll see whatever it's gonna happen it's going to happen it's gonna happen put it out there it's gonna happen wait until some three-star michelin three michelin star restaurant calls to okay come on over we want to uh to do a feature on us do a feature i would have we'll to tell them out. i'd have to tell them sorry but we don't accept comp- <laughs> i'm you know, paying for my meal yeah i'm paying for my meal well what if they just give you a reservation so they just sure, cut you different. in front of the line a little bit uh, that's that still then the my thing? experience is still biased i guess that's we true. are i'm like really hardcore about and, and that's like, good I think that's very, very important because so many, so many people are doing it just to get the free food and just to get, which is fine. The following, do you talk about that enough though? About like how hardcore you are about not. I should talk about it more, but I do because I want people to know they can trust me. Because I, I would have totally assumed that you're getting comped everything you try. No, not after you looked at my taxes. (laughs) 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 You know, someone last week I put something on Instagram like, "What can we do better?" and this guy said, 
I trust you more than Yelp and Google. Like, I know I can count on you. And I was like, that is the biggest it's compliment huge. you could give me. Yelp, I mean. How that, do you feel about Yelp, Cam? I, I hope. <laughs> never mind. Oh, my gosh. I mean, all reviews. It, it's, it's so sad for the restaurants because people don't know how hard we work, right? And, and then you're you at have the mercy some of like, whoever, yeah, and anyone. you have like, it's amazing how many people, whenever I read a review that says some other barbecue joint is better and they name that restaurant, like that's just a friend of another restaurant. Not because they may be better or not better than me, but it's just obvious that, you know, there's the bias there. There's bias there. And even in the bio, you know, the rules of all these things that you don't, they say, don't talk about other places inside your reviews, but there's no, unless I pay to be a member of Yelp, nobody will go in there and pull out obvious, you know, biased reviews. And so it's just, it's a joke. And yeah, so Google's, but be- I think Google's, Google's better, better but because you don't have Google's not incentivizing you to, to review like Yelp. People want to be like Yelp elite. Yes. And it's the dumbest thing. And anybody, anytime people are reviewing things a lot, cause they, you know, they think they're a food critic. None of them, most of them have never like walked in our shoes. Right. Right. And they don't realize that it's our whole livelihood is, especially nowadays are really tied to those things. Right. So it drives me insane. So yes, like I really like this approach cause I didn't know that about you yet. Like the whole, I do notice that it's in your Instagram, unbiased. like your bio thing, just unbiased restaurant reviews, but that's a big deal. And I think you'll have a lot of chefs and restaurants really appreciating your reviews more just because they know that they had to earn it. Yeah. And it's fun. It feels better. It feels like I'm not, I don't want to say that if you take comped meals or you set something up, there's nothing wrong with that, but it feels really good to like wholeheartedly just like support a business. Cause you're like, right. you guys are awesome. we love what we're doing instead of feeling like a conflict of interest. Yeah. So. Right. Well, and like I said, we know that if you say something good, we earned it. Like you're not going to say anything just because they're your friend or they were nice to you or gave you a free meal. Right. And that's that's a big deal too. So anyway. The other thing we've learned is no news is not good news from her because she's not going <laughs> to talk about the bad stuff. Yeah. <laughs> if someone like sends me an email or a DM, I'll be straight with them. But I just, it's the same thing as leaving a bad Yelp review. Like I do not want to be the person to blast right. a place. It's a terrible feeling. Right. And and there's there's so much negativity out there already. It, it kind of is the whole, if you don't have anything nice to say, don't say it. And I like that approach because it is hard. Like if you come here and don't like it, that's fine. But to get on there and put like a one or two stars and then just go off on some tangent. Oh, this the uh, When you've never yeah. cooked barbecue in your life. Well, what's so weird. It's like what... It's your opinion, right? It, right. And it's, it's just... It's different than like a physical product. It's like, hey, I ordered from the store and this showed up broken and cracked <laughs> right. and the packaging was off. Like that deserves right. a review, you know? But like when it's food and it's so subjective, it's just like... Totally is. You can have a bad day and you didn't like it. And so... <laughs> you should never give under a three star. Like same with when, we, when I judge barbecue, right? You'd be blown away at how many people do like ones, like the bottom score. It's cold. And you should ha- you should get a five just just for getting food turned in. It's a lot of work. You're out there risking, you know. That's mm-hmm. the other thing. Like people that do one, you took the time to give somebody a one or two star review. 
and actually write about it. It's just, you're a miserable person. Usually though, those one star reviews are not about the food. They're usually like, my server forgot to refill my Coke and I waited 30 minutes or just something really petty that's, it's not really like a true reflection of the owner, the the product they're putting out. Well, a lot of it's, I'll I'll never forget. I got a one star review once and it said, they served everything on paper and it was pure. Like after you're done, the paper was just covered in grease. I'm like, you stupid idiot. Like, it's <laughs> the whole point of what I'm doing. You're yeah. rendering fat out of... Anyway, it it drives me insane. But that review is still there. Like, there's still. nothing I could do. And so... What's her name? <laughs> I don't remember. This is like three years ago, but yeah. I don't even look at reviews anymore. I can't because it just, it just gets me so frustrated. And so, anyway, yeah, it's a crazy thing. So, where can everybody find you? Uh, our website's Female Foodie. We're on Female Foodie on all social media channels. Okay. Not my eats my thoughts anymore. Not my eats my thoughts. <laughs> you, I, need, you need to start a section called my eats my thoughts. I'm going to oh start gosh. a section that says I eat my thoughts. That's what someone told me is it sounds like I eats my thoughts. I'm I just eats like, my oh. thoughts. No, female food. It's so funny because that's such a good name. Female Foodie. Literally five seconds. Isn't that funny? I've now got the... My dad's actually a patent attorney, so oh, he is got really name protected and everything. Yeah, yeah, but um, yeah, just literally no, no premeditated brand strategy just came to my mind. So cool. I love and see. I love that. So so cool. So before you eat, check it out. Yes. Get the unbiased opinion of where to go. Oh, Mm -hmm. top ten lists. Great pictures. And where's the first place we're going, based off of her recommendations today? Oh. I want to take you to that Salt Lake Biscuits. Sweet I want to Lake go get biscuits. that Sweet Lake Biscuits. So, yeah, start biscuits, there. Biscuits. Okay. Gosh. Start there. Okay, that's where it's we're going. so good. So I good. can't wait. Well, you need to come back as soon as you figure out what's next with, if you like move to Europe or whatever. <laughs> yeah. We want to hear all so moved, about it. She's going to move to Europe and come husband, back. Okay. And you're his boss. <laughs> Bring him in. We will. We've had some great Instagram, like, you know, like Susie, you know, Susie very well, Todd Bullock. Hey, Oh, Hay. yes. She's like, amazing. a great example of her and Todd. Yep. Like they are such awesome. a, just such a fun pair. He's, he is her biggest fan, but he does a ton. I mean, we've had a bunch actually. There's been a lot of couples that work right. together now. So yeah, it'd be awesome. But man, we wish you luck. Thank you for coming thanks, on. Yeah. Thanks for coming on. This was yeah. awesome. Thank you guys. Had so much fun.